Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. I am Shorter Dunbar, and I am joined as always by my two good friends, uh, Laura Cress and Thomas Bex. So, hello, Bex and Cress. How are you guys doing? Hi. <laughs> Is that our names now? Hello. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's yes. Yeah, so I thought we even you know, tried to make it a bit right, different. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Want <laughs> to do that again, or uh, how are you? T- no, I think we can continue. I think we can. <laughs> how are you doing, Thomas? You happy with that introduction? Not really, but uh, <laughs> I prefer, prefer prefer to use my my my, my first names. I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it for nothing. Okay, well, Thomas, how are you doing, Thomas? Everything going okay, Thomas? No, I'm getting I'm getting stir crazy from this bloody pandemic. Yes, I know we're st- we're still in lockdown. Well, the the UK has some dates. Ireland don't, so God knows when we'll be out of it. But we still, at least we have adventure games to play, which we will talk about now. Uh, before we get to this episode, I want to mention very, very briefly my other podcast. Yes, self-promotion alert here. Uh, Shorsha Speaks With. I had uh, two very exciting guests last. I had Helen O'Hara, the Empire film critic and podcaster and author as well, and she very kindly agreed to speak to me about, well, their pod- Empire's podcast and about her book, Women vs. Hollywood. And I also had Irish author Owen Brady, who came on the podcast to speak about his zombie post-apocalyptic fiction set in Ireland. So that was a fun to- uh, talk as well. So we included a link in the show notes for that. And now back to this podcast, we also included a survey just to get people's reaction uh, what they want. It takes for one or two minutes. They're completely anonymous. So you don't need to re- leave comments if you don't want to. You can do multiple choice and every answer will help. Thank you to everyone who has uh, completed it. Uh, good news is that people seem to like it. <laughs> we have had some very good feedback as well, which we will take on board. Uh, do you guys have any uh, news or shall we I'm intrigued to, to, to hear about the demos because there's, there's quite a few here today and uh, a lot of them I want to play myself. Yeah, and what, not one of them that I've backed on Kickstarter. So <laughs> I still haven't played it. So <laughs> our Demolition Man, Thomas, you were busy <laughs> playing. So I played a bit of one of them, which I can talk a little bit about as well. So Thomas, how about you get us uh, started? I played uh, one Dreamer Prologue, um, which is a... Uh, yeah, is it Cyberpunk? I think it's a bit Cyberpunk, isn't it? Um, it's, it's, um, it's pixel art. It's a game by one dreamer company. And, uh, it was, it took me a bit to get into, but actually you're playing a developer who is inside his own virtual reality game. Uh, sort of like, um, Ready Player One. You can interact with the people in there, but you can also hack uh, hack things, change the code of things. And that, once I understood uh, that was part of the whole uh, gameplay, this became very interesting because uh, that way you could make things disappear or, or appear or change up or, you know, open um, open doors and open windows by that you otherwise could not do by changing the code and not necessarily by, like, collecting items, but you do have a lot of, you could change uh, you make could make a goose sound like a kitten, for instance, and stuff weird stuff like that. Uh, it was um, it had a very distinct atmosphere, 
And um, at, at first, I wasn't that convinced, but once I started playing, I actually uh, quite enjoyed it. So this is one I'm going to uh, keep an eye on for when it is set to uh, be released, which is, according to them, somewhere this year. They didn't give a specific release date, I, but somewhere this year. Sorry, I just say on Steam, I don't know how true this is, but they say 8th of May on a 2020. Ignore me. Forgot I said anything. <laughs> don't think it's coming up then. <laughs> no, no, that was when the demo was released, I think. Yeah, for, forget um, I said anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they can make 8th of May 2021. Then the next one is uh, Pandorex, which is also uh, very uh, big on the pixel uh, pixel art. It is a bit more a traditional uh, point-and-click adventure where you play a, a bearded fellow, but it's very meta. That was one thing I noticed that nowadays games tend to go yeah. a bit hard on the meta. I don't always like that. Um, mm. This is a demo, so I can't really judge. I have to uh, reserve my judgment for that subject on the on the full game, but it does seem very interesting. It is. Um, it looks very good. It sounds very good. It's it's weird. Uh, it's 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 funny. So um, it was a short demo. Uh, it had a bit of a, a Lovecraftian influence all of a sudden. So that I really liked. So I'm going to uh, keep an eye on this one and see uh, what madness they will uh, conjure up. I did notice a few grammatical errors in mm. English. So I hope they can uh, iron those out before the, the full game is released. So that's Pandorex by Lost Dog Games. All these demos you can... Uh, you should be able to download from Steam for free. Sorry, first of all, Pandorex, that, that is Lovecraftian. <laughs> there was, yeah, I was not expecting that either, but there was a, some, something Lovecraftian in there, uh, that had to do with, uh, with dreams and a weird monster. Okay. Uh, uh, so, and, uh, and you I'm like Love, it's a Love, and you like Lovecraft, yes? I like his stories. The guy himself is a piece of shh. But uh, the, the the mythos he created and the, the the stories that are built in that in that in that mythos are fantastic. Yeah. So when I say you like Lovecraft, I mean the stories, not uh, yes. not the person not himself. The, uh, so the next one was "Don't Forget Me" by the Moon Pirates. And this is which, what I back, backed on Kickstarter because I loved the yes. setting. I haven't played the demo, which I probably should. But yeah, the the demo is not has, has not been out that out for that long. I think so. You can pick it up. It's like. Um, what they said was that this was like a Blade Runner-esque, which appealed to me. So, again, what are your opinions yes, based on the demo? What? But Blade Runner uh, meets um, Spotless Mind. Oh. Uh, that that movie. Um, yes, Eternal Sunshine. Of the Eternal Spons Sunshine of the Spotless yes. Mind. Because this is about memories. This is all about memories. And you have to literally go into someone's mind and search for specific memories and those memories then unlock other memories it was really interesting um it was a point and click adventure where you neither point nor click because you couldn't i couldn't use the mouse oh. it was all keyboard uh but that 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 made no difference in um in the game because the 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 most interesting part of this was when in the demo you get to go into someone's memories and then and you do that by asking him things like you type you type in the name of someone or the name of a company or like uh, a word that should trigger something and if you type in the right word then you you unlock that memory and that memory then often gives you another uh 
other words that you can work with. And the fun thing here is I, I use, I've, um, I use the name. Uh, that's kind of the, the inciting moment that triggered a, yeah, I'll, let me call it a bad memory mm. because it, the, the whole thing changed. And then all of a sudden I only had five tries to get, uh, to get more. And I could try it again, nonetheless, but it was, it was very interesting and it looked great. You know how, how much I love cyberpunk, uh, mm. stuff. And, um, I think always pixel art and cyberpunk is a, is a match made in heaven. So this one uh, looked really, really cool and should definitely play it. The demo is free on Steam. That's Don't Forget Me by the Moon Pirates. And we don't know when it's going to be released. But yeah, I'm happy because, you know, especially when I backed it, I want the game to be good. It looks like early indications are that, based on the demo, seems to be good from what you're saying. Uh, you seem yeah. to enjoy it. And, um, and just, just think, uh, if there was a pixel art cyberpunk game with uh, Lovecraftian teams, you would be <laughs> you would be into that then, I imagine. I would too. <laughs> I have played several, like... Uh, I'm I'm very bad with with names mm. nowadays, but uh, there are some uh, very uh, not necessarily. I don't think I've ever seen a cyberpunk game with Lovecraftian themes. That, that would be very very interesting. Well, any developers listening, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> because usually a lot of Lovecraftian tales take place in the Victorian age. Yes, or like uh, the early the, the late uh, the late 1800s or the early 1900s. Uh, and some take place in the modern in modern time, but I don't think I've ever uh, read or watched or played a, sto- a Lovecraftian story that takes place in the in a cyberpunk dystopia. But that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so this game is what's the name of it? Oh yes, don't forget me. Yes. <laughs> now, um, the last one before we go to the one that we both played um, was Critters for St- for Sale. Snake, which uh, they themselves described as an intense psychedelic point-and-click visual novel following the events that will transpire in 2033 in a club called Limelight. A club with ties to alien secret societies, alternate timelines, and a doomsday machine. It is uh, monochromic. Interesting. Yeah, It's monochromic black and white. I did not connect with this one, Mm, uh, unfortunately. I'm not saying it's bad or, or, or anything, but I did not connect with this one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, someone, uh, Michael Jackson showed up, and then a bit later, uh, Michael Jackson got shot in the head, and, uh, it was, it was, it was weird, and I, I just did not connect with it, and I don't, I didn't like the visuals. They gave me, mm. I can imagine if someone would get a, a seizure from this. If I look, um, at the, uh, the Steam page and look at the graphics, I'm like, yeah, no, it, it, it's actually, pretty cool but uh, for some reason i did not connect with this one uh i would suggest to play the demo and see if you like uh, where it's going because uh it, it definitely could be a, a very good game uh but this is not this is not one that i'm going to pick it, up. it does have positive reviews again just to give the uh, other yes. side of the coin uh mostly very positive reviews on steam so but as we as we mentioned there's sometimes that games just don't connect with us um, yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to yeah. say. I'm not saying that this is bad or anything. It was very easy to play. It was weird as fuck. Uh, <laughs> but in this case, I just did mm. not feel uh, the connection with the game. Uh, so played the demo. It, it took me, I think, about uh, 30 minutes or so to play it. Uh, play the demo. If uh, there are about to be many people who will who will love this. So it's Critters for Sale Snake. Uh, yes, by Sonoshi. And we will include the links in the show notes. Definitely. For people who yes. want to check out these demos. So, 
thank you, Thomas. Yeah, I have to agree. The the graphics, they look strange. They look, I don't know, psychedelic, as they say. Yeah, psychedelic is which, exactly what they... If you're into that, great, promise. but again, I have to say, I don't know if I would be interested in this myself. Again, not saying it's bad, but just my own particular taste. It, <laughs> uh, yeah, but that, that's it, you know. Some people, that's the same way why I don't really play that many visual novels, Will, mm. which will be ironic once you hear the rest of the reviews. Yes, because you played uh, one first. <laughs> I, 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 played, I played three, actually. Oh, wow. Um, but yes, yeah, sometimes you just don't connect with a game mm. or with a demo or whatever, which is no means... Uh, means that it's bad and if you do play this and like it please uh, share that with us on our discord channel or on facebook group so you can tell us why you do like this and that same goes for any of the other demos the final demo i played is one that you played as well uh, yes Sersha. lucy lucy Drew. i didn't get to finish this demo unfortunately uh, it's a bit longer. This one was uh, took me almost an hour to finish, so you get a good yeah. idea. I think of I the played game. Uh, how much was it? Twenty minutes, half an hour myself. It's uh, it's from Tom Hardwich, uh, Tall Story Games, who will hopefully appear on this podcast uh, in the future, in the not too distant future, hopefully. Well, I really enjoyed the uh, the hair of the dog uh, game that he made in two weeks for the Adventure X Game Jam. Um, so yeah, quite excited to hear what this one's going to be like, a full game or demo of it anyway. So Lucy Dreaming, Lucy is uh, a young girl. She has some issues. And in order to deal with those issues, she uh, wants to try Lucid Dreaming. So that's a nice play of words mm. there. And in the demo, uh, you, uh, the, the goal of, of the demo is just to get into a, uh, to, to sleep properly, which I can relate with because I'm having my own sleep issues. So, uh, you go <laughs> around too. the house, uh, you go around the house, uh, collecting, uh, collecting items and solving some puzzles in order to create the perfect atmosphere for you to sleep in. So you need a, a good light. You need some, some good, white noise cancelling, uh, some good music. Uh, you need to get rid of all the annoying things in your room. So there are, uh, th- those are five, the five goals you need to accomplish. And you, you can all do, do all that in the house by, uh, yeah, by solving the puzzles in the house. The puzzles all make sense. It has a dry sense of humor. There are some, um, some nice uh, Easter eggs to be found. Like I, I checked the titles of all the books in uh, Lucy's mm. bedroom, <laughs> and uh, there are some uh, some references to other uh, adventure games, and there are some just some funny titles. It's all completely voice acted, which was really the, impressive. The voice actress was really good, and you'll love to hear it because I think it's uh, it's his wife. Who yes, who was also there. it was also in the adventure yeah. game jam. Uh, well, she was fantastic. I don't know if she's a professional voice actress, but she should be based well, on she's this. Not, she should she? be. Yeah. <laughs> Genuine. I did not know that, and she was fantastic. Yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, apparently, there is a secret room in the game, and I've not found it. So I might have to return to the game and uh, try it again. Yeah, there was one puzzle I got stuck on uh, because again I was overthinking it, <laughs> and I did. I had to do one simple thing that I did not think of. So uh, eventually, I got I got through that, and uh, it's uh, it was yeah, it was a fun uh, fun game to play, and it's very promising for the for the full game. Yeah, what what I liked as well. Now, as it, I have not finished this yet, unfortunately, because you know I didn't have enough time. But I was uh, I will get back to it. But what I liked was that instead of 
picking up every single item, she says, no, why should I pick up this item? <laughs> you know, she t- talks about the item and she uh, examines it. But, you know, she says, I can't just pick it up for no reason. That There's no reason <laughs> to pick it up. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That I, th- I thought that was well done. Like, rather than her being a kleptomaniac, like in so many other adventure games, it was just, no, I don't really need to pick up this random object around the house. Um, so I quite like that as well. But no, it seems like a really interesting, fun game. And, um, and yeah, no, I look forward to, to continuing the demo and to finishing it. So, yeah, don't, don't is there anything else you want to mention about this game, Thomas, sir? Yeah, well, I was... Um, Since you finished it? I, I really liked it uh, because uh, because it, it's, 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 it's a good demo. It's a good, it seems to be a good game. So um, Tom asked me to uh, give us a, a quote. <laughs> so I gave a quote, and the quote is now on the Steam page under, under our Adventure Game Podcast <laughs> uh, name. So... Uh, that's that's there. That's that's a first for me. So that's pretty cool. You were quoted. Oh lord! <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Laurie probably had it, has had it a few times for adventure gamers, but it's a bit, not loads, but yeah, uh, once I've... or twice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, uh, so that is Lucy Dreaming, right? So that's the demos. Then people can check them out in the show notes if they so wish. Um, now we go on to reviews of full games that we've been playing, and um, I believe who uh, Thomas, you've been, you've played a full game as well. You've played up a few full games as well. You've been busy. Yeah, <laughs> I had a, I had a lot of time. Uh, I played several full games, but they were mostly quite short. So I I, I can uh, I can be also quite short in the uh, in the review here. There were uh, most of them were also free. So uh, you should be able That's to get good. them uh, for free still on Steam. The first one is The Space In Between, by uh, some uh, published by Sundering Studios and developed by Emily Pitcher, Ray Shisao, it's it's a mm. Chinese name, I think, Ellen Guan, Hayden Nunez, Elizabeth Han, Julia Lee, uh, Julia Lee Wei, and Richard Cheng. As you can tell by the by the names that these are uh, mostly for, of Asian heritage, which is a very important thing in this visual novel. The irony is, I really usually don't play visual novels <laughs> because I generally not that interested. Uh, uh, I, I don't really like that gameplay. Uh, however, that was a, a shorter one. It was free, so I thought I'd give it a try. And this is uh, about uh, a Caucasian boy, well. Young young man, early twenties, who uh, has is in a relationship with a Chinese American girl, um, and they go on a um, on a trip and um, they go stargazing, and uh, this is sort of a, 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 a not a puzzle but more like a mini game, like they they tell each other about their experiences, and then um, he said. Uh, I made up my own constellations. And then what you do is you see a number of dots in the sky and you connect the dots in a certain way and then uh, you can choose what it represents. And that means something to the girl. And the girl then talks about what that means to her. And that has a uh, a very big uh, link to her Asian uh, Asian upbringing, uh, Asian-American upbringing uh, of and being raised Asian and American, it was very, um, very interesting because of that. Because I do not know that much about the Asian experience 
I have uh, I have a few friends of Asian uh, descent, but uh, that's not actually not a topic that I've ever talked to them about. <laughs> so you have this thing where she has she tries to be very American, but also has this backpack of her Asian upbringing and the way her parents uh, have have raised her, and it was very interesting. Yeah, it it it. it I would recommend it. Um, definitely recommend to to give mm. this. It, it's free. It, it it's less than an hour. It's a good story. It's a good little. It's a short story about uh, yeah differences in upbringing and nice. identity. And it was it was very well written. I thought so. That's the yeah the space in between by Sundering Studios. Cool. So uh, thank you for that, Thomas. We can give you a little break now. You can get a glass of water if you wish. You are definitely earning your uh, uh, wages that I definitely pay you <laughs> hey, Wait a minute. For... <laughs> oh, there's wages? <laughs> no, there's <Where's> not. Mine? <laughs> I've, I've never seen a single check. They're, 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 as, as everything now these days, they're virtual, <laughs> but they're your virtual wages. <laughs> uh, no, thank you, Thomas. Yeah, that sounds is. interesting because like you, like you, I'm not usually interested in visual novels mainly because of the gameplay, but this does look interesting and that is the space in between, which is free on Steam. Um, yes. Now, I also play, which you also played, Thomas, but we can get your thoughts yeah. afterwards. I, <laughs> uh, I played a new game that is out, that has just been out, called A Painter's Tale Kuran 1950. So, in this game, you play as, uh, what, a young man called Tommaso, and you are a painter, as the title suggests, and you are in the very real town on Kuran. Curon, which is a real location, and in 1950, the town was flooded because there was a new dam, and so the authorities intentionally flooded that town. So the only thing that stands is the top of a bell tower. So this is in 2020, the game starts off with, and you are painting the bell tower, but then you go down to the edge of the now lake, and you are pulled in to the water, and then you wake up in someone's house. The house belongs to a girl called uh, Ida, but you see that she's wearing kind of old-fashioned clothes, and the way she's speaking is a little bit old-fashioned as well, and then you meet another character priest called Father Alfred, and nothing is quite as, you know, as it seems, and pretty soon you realize that you were back in time, somehow back in 1949, one year before the town was flooded. So, the main aim of the game is you uh, travel, you explore this town, get to meet the characters, and they want they they want the the town not to be flooded because they will lose their homes, they will lose their pastures, they will lose their livelihoods. So they are trying to fight back against the authorities who want to uh, flood the town. And it's also very interesting because this is post-war uh, setting, and I believe this it's this town. It's set in it's in Italy, but it was part no, of the part in, of Germany in, in or Austria. Süd Süd Tirol. Okay. Which is, um, if I'm correct, uh, if I if I look correct, it is in a border area between Austria and Italy. Right. Yeah. Thank you. It, <laughs> Italy, of course, was part of the uh, uh, of the Axis. They were allies with Germany. Austria was uh, taken over by Germany. So there is a lot of, um, yeah, there are a lot of a lot happened there, mm. uh, which is also part of the whole story. Yeah, I found that really interesting because I had never heard of this town called Curon before. I didn't had no idea about this history. And I found it really, really interesting. As you go, you meet 
um, you know, other other characters who were Aust- mainly Austrian at this time, and they look upon you with suspicion because you were Italian, and <laughs> uh, so Italians weren't very popular at that time. So now you're from 2020, so you don't know what's going on, <laughs> and uh, so you have to convince people that oh no, you're actually a you know nice guy, you've nothing to do with this, and then you to, at the beginning, then you have to choose: do you? Uh, try and save this town but if you do then you might not be able to go back in into your own time so you have to you know decide what to do and i really enjoyed the story the the whole game it took me about 3.1 hours but i really enjoyed the story and the characters now there wasn't a huge amount of gameplay i found i mean it is mainly exploring there's there are some kind of mini games as well, there's, there are some choices, but I found that they also kind of lead you in one direction because there was one choice I made early on you to choose who to follow with, you know, one or two characters to follow. I followed one character, but then Tommaso said, Oh, no, I can't reach this character. I'll go back and follow the other character. So it, it did feel like that they wanted to add the choices there just to add some gameplay. But I think the story does make up for it. If you do want a really intriguing story that is, in a new setting for most of us, uh, then I would definitely recommend this game. Now, the graphics are also interesting because they are, uh, I believe, is it voxel uh, graphics that I believe similar to Cloud yeah. Cloudpunk and uh, Oniria Crimes, which I don't believe any of us have played, but kind of like that. Uh, I didn't mind them so much. Uh, Thomas, what, what did you think? For, of- for me, it was... All- I do not like voxel graphics. So for me, this was, this was very much a prime example of do not judge, judge a book by its cover. Because if I had gone purely on the screenshots and saw those voxelated characters, I would not have wanted to play this. However, I am very glad I did. Because as you said, the story is great. And, uh, they somehow, even with these silly voxel graph, uh, voxel characters, and uh, uh, not even it's not that long a game, but they somehow managed to get me uh, emotionally uh, invested in these characters that by the end of the game, I actually was silent for a bit and, and wanted to process this entire story. They did that really well. I was very surprised by that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I thought that they did an excellent job there as well. It's very cinematic as well. There was one section or several times with the dream sequences. Uh, I don't want to give anything away, but you know, as you're running past the houses, and I thought that was done really well, that that was, um, you were able to see the minds of the characters into the minds of the characters that way as well. I said, I, I didn't particularly mind the graphics, uh, the voxel graphics, but I know some people's opinions may differ. Um, but it's a yeah, it's a personal preference. Mm, uh, exactly, not good or bad. It's a personal preference. That story is really that story made me want to visit this. Uh, place. No, me too. I want to visit this place after the pandemic. I really want to go. Yeah. Um it's 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 yeah. It's I really want to. I don't want to go anywhere, but I really want to visit this. <laughs> place. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I really want to go to Quran because it sounds like it's an interesting, interesting intriguing uh, location, and it's from developer. It's developed and published by Monkey's Tale Studios and Ivy uh, Pro, which is you know so the Italian video game program. And I believe part of the reason that they made this game is to promote tourism for this uh, for this town. 
So I think they've definitely achieved what they set out to achieve. And um, it is available on Steam. So too, yeah. On PC. Uh, so right, that is A Painter's Tale, Kiran, 1950. So, uh, Thomas, are you ready again? <laughs> yeah. Again? Once more. Also- Encore! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, Painter's Tale took me uh, slightly over two hours to finish. You took a bit longer, I think. Yeah, right? no, I think uh, part of the reason was that I had the game on, and then I think I had I was talking to, to some people and I left the room, so that's why it was still on for that. But yeah, 3.1 hours. It's still not a huge amount, but definitely you can finish it in one sitting, in one evening. Yeah. The next game I played is also very short. It's less than an hour. Uh, it took me 30 minutes, I think, to complete this one. Which is Remember When by Arrow Games. Also free to play on Steam. And this is also quite a, quite an emotional game. You you um, you are uh, Noah, and Noah is on the phone with his wife, and then she mentions something that you can find in your house. Uh, so you go find that thing, and that thing then triggers a memory, and you play through that memory, and you play through several memories you have with your wife Sarah. Before you get to the end of the of the game, it's it's basically a so yeah basically a visual novel uh, that looks more like a point and click adventure game, but there's no there's no puzzles here. It's merely you look up the thing that you need to find, you pick it up, you play through the memory, and those are all dialogue options that you that you choose. And again, it is very nice how how they manage to put. Quite an emotional experience in th- in a thirty minute visual novel. So it's basically the computer game exp- uh, computer game equivalent of a short story. I never have any real expectations of free games to be honest, because yet yeah, they're free. Mm. I don't know why they're free. It doesn't mean that they're good or bad, but uh, I just go in and just try it out. And this this was the second free game that I played mm. that was like, damn, this is good. You'd pay for it. I would have, pay- yeah, I would. I, I, it was it was worth paying for? Yeah, maybe not ten euros or anything, but uh, no, sure. If it's, it's a short game, it's like it? two bucks or something. Then yeah, why not? And so then it says that they're choice based dialogue. So is that the main uh, gameplay of the game? Yeah, yeah. You 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 pick a dialogue option, and that then that proceeds, and that's how this memory plays out. And it all has to do with memories from your time with your girlfriend slash wife Sarah. Uh, and it's fully full, fully voice acted. Yes, I see that. And the, the graphics look really nice as well. Yeah, it's very simple, but effective. Cool. Okay, so that is Remember When. So we, wait for it, we better not forget the game <laughs> title. <laughs> when we, anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> there was another short game you played as well, Thomas. Yeah. This uh, is how you did it, you see. He was playing games that were less than an hour long. (laughs) This is how he did it. Exactly. (laughs) This one is uh, Cloud Cloud Climber. I'm I'm really curious about this. This looks fascinating. Um, It is. It was fascinating. It was only 20 minutes. Uh, (laughs) And I I really wish it was longer. This is a walking simulator um, with um, 
a very intriguing background because you start out on a huge tower and this takes place in a world where people started building towers because they could no longer live on the ground because it was too dry. I think the water was running out. Uh, there is a lot of bad things happened. So they started building towers to get over the clouds that were blocking the sun. And uh, this was a world that hasn't seen rain in years. So what you do is you start on one tower, you walk around you, um, you find notes of people. You, you don't find any people. You just find notes they left behind, uh, diary entries. You, you find occasional keys or uh, some some other materials you, you need. Like you find a, a stack of planks that you need to fix a, a staircase, stuff like that. It's very, very simple. There's no um, difficult puzzles. The only thing, the only way you can get stuck is if you take a, a, a route too quickly before you pick something up, then you have to restart. But it's a 20 minute game, so that's mm. not really that bad. But it's very serene. It's very like I always, I don't know about you, but if I, I have a bit of a fear of heights. So if I play something that takes place way up in the clouds and I am near the rim, then I feel that. Uh, near the edge of something, I feel that fear of heights coming up, and I had that a few times here. You can't fall over. I mean, you can't jump off or anything, but still, I, I always like it when that happens because that means you know a, a, a game that makes you feel something is always good. So, um, and this was actually there was this was one game where I wish it was really a, a, a lot longer because after twenty minutes it ends it ends very beautifully, but I wanted to learn more about this world. So I hope that these guys, uh, that is um, two-star games, I hope they they make some more things uh, in this setting because I wanted to, yeah, I want I would have loved to explore a bit more here, this world of these cloud towers and. Yeah, it looks fascinating. As I said, um, you know, very interesting setting, very unique setting, and as I said, it sounds like it's a taster to what could possibly be a full game, <laughs> hopefully in the future. I hope so, yeah. Find out what happened to to this world. Yeah, so this was also a free game uh, by two two star games uh, that you can get on uh, on Steam. So, so you spent a lot of money then this past two weeks. (laughs) I did, but those but those games I (laughs) will discuss next time. That is true. I (laughs) I did as well. I bought a few games as well, but when I'll have to to play them, hopefully we'll we'll see. But. So this is Cloud Climber. Uh, thank you, Thomas. So now... Now it's my turn. <gasps> uh, yes. Well, this... Uh, so you're going to play a game that we're all interested in, I think, that we saw at Adventure X uh, back when we could uh, congregate in large groups and in indoor settings. Remember those days? Um, travel. Yeah. I know. Meet up and drink What's a pint in a nice London pub. Uh, nostalgia. Oh. <laughs> so what do you tell the grandkids about? Uh, <laughs> Oh, so anyway, back to happier modes. So this is uh, yeah. Mud- Metropolis, which is a uh, Mut- Mutrop- Well, they in the game they call it Metropolis. Okay, I will. Yeah, I will Metropolis let you talk Mutrop- then, Laura. You- <laughs> <laughs> well, I, did. I also was calling it Metropolis, but but yeah, in the game they call it Metropolis. And here is the trailer for it. Tell me, why do you seek Metropolis? I don't. I didn't even believe in it until yesterday. Yet she calls to you, Henry, head of expeditions. Just Henry is fine. Something is hidden on the threshold of the lost city. It's a dinatorium. I thought they were just bedtime stories. These inscriptions, don't you see? 
Death lurks in every corner of this blasted landscape. I saw Total being bundled onto a spaceship. Thank you, human. Your kindness will be remembered when the machines rise. Where's Total? Tell me! I forget. Which one of you is Total? I just heard there was an accident during excavation. No! It is just as the old fool said. Destroy the entrance. So this is Metropolis. Is that alcohol? What? And this is, it's a sort of sci-fi point and click adventure and it's set in the year 5000. And the whole premise of this, which I love, is basically um, something happened to Earth. There was a great, the great effects that meant, uh, you know, Earth kind of went to the dogs. So everybody left Earth to go to Mars. Uh, it's now the year 5000, though. And there are some archaeologists who go back to Earth to try and dig up the past and find out what's going on in human history. But because of that, they've forgotten all the things of popular culture. They don't know what anything means. So there's a lot of great uh, dialogue in the game uh, to do with them discovering uh, things about uh, popular culture of this day and age and not understanding it. I think they mentioned a joke in the on the Steam page of uh, the head archaeologist who you play, Henry, <laughs> saying, who was this Sony Walkman and where did he walk? <laughs> Uh, and it's just things like that, like them getting things Very completely wrong, and... basically. But the whole premise is you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and the whole premise is they're, they're going back to Earth to, they've got some clues as to where to find this legendary city of Metropolis or, or Mutropolis, uh, however you want to call it. Um, which, um, you know, there's been myths about this city for thousands of years and they're trying to discover it. One of their team members, uh, their old professor gets kidnapped uh, along the way. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to do with the gods of ancient Egypt that also gets thrown in. It's quite a wild story is what I was saying. But it's uh, the the great thing about it is it's very well told. It's um, the English script was written by Alistair Beckett King, who you might know from Nelly Coutelot, who does an excellent job. It's it's a very very funny game, uh, really genuinely very funny. There's all the little jokes about um, the sort of the popular culture jokes that they get wrong, but in general the characters are really good fun as well. It's also voice acted. Henry is voice acted by Alistair. Uh, Sally Beaumont, who I think. Uh, we know on on this uh, podcast uh, who uh, spoke to Shawsha actually before, didn't she? Uh, well, um, not on the podcast. I spoke to her at Adventure X. No, but podcast. yeah, she's a yeah, you know, she's a fantastic uh, actor, writer, uh, producer. She's multi talented. <laughs> yeah, so she also voices a character, and um, so that gives you an idea of you know the sort of. Uh, high quality of the voice acting because it is really on point um and basically yeah the the idea is you you play henry this uh leader of the archaeologists and you've got to try and get back one of your member and also possibly discover a bit more about this lost city uh it's a really beautifully uh put together game hand drawn but it looks a little bit like broken age um if you ever played that game this kind of style yeah, of animation okay. but it's a uh, really well um drawn really well animated um and yeah i it's a very traditional kind of point and click adventure game you've got an inventory you've got combine items uh, but i thought the puzzles were really 
well made you never kind of got lost uh, I mean sometimes it took me a bit longer than other times but in general you kind of there's like one or two puzzles that are maybe a little bit harder but in general they're all, all pretty pretty well made um and yeah the, the, there's this huge team of archaeologists that you have to deal with they each have their little quirks uh Sally Beaumont's character Carlotta um <laughs> just keeps sipping this mojito to calm down from all the crazy stuff that keeps going on um oh, I can relate <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Really, yeah, so really good uh, style of characters, and I just thought, yeah, this sort of I I had played it at Adventure X, and I enjoyed the demo then. But I, I for me, I have to say, this is at yeah. the moment my game of the year. I really, really enjoyed it. It was uh, the a- brilliant writing, brilliant acting, a compelling story. If a little bit odd, I would say. In the end, it goes a bit mad. <laughs> That's the only thing I say. Uh, but yeah, r- really, just. And considering two people made this game, um, and I chatted, yeah. I chatted to them, the developers about this. They had never made a game before. They didn't know how to program a game, and they made this. It's crazy. I mean, obviously they had help with the scripting with Alistair, uh, and obviously they got a really great cast of voice actors. But the the puzzles are great, you know. And so it's just I'm amazed that they managed to do this. It's it's fantastic, and it really puts me in mind of some of like the great adventure games. Um, you know, this is like a modern sort of classic i would say it's it's just yeah there's the only thing i could find with fault with it was that there isn't a hotspot indicator but you know you just you, you move your mouse around the screen <laughs> you'll find <laughs> things you do play the same character it's not like you switch characters or something. no so you do yeah you just play as henry uh but you talk you obviously you talk to the other characters there is a moment where you do get to play uh as the robot companion uh and that's a really great moment as well because because it's a robot um it sees everything pixelated. So suddenly all the graphics turn into a bit more like sort of 2D, like pixelated rather than this hand-drawn world that Henry sees. So that was a nice little touch and you've got to do little puzzles with the robot, but that's just a small section near the end. But otherwise, yeah, you just play as Henry. Uh, But Henry, again, very funny character, very believable character. And I just thought it was really, really well done. And I really hope, you know, it gets a lot of attention. And how long did it take you to play the game? so now it took me 15 hours i don't think it will take most people 15 hours i think partly because i was playing a lot of it on stream so that takes longer because you're like chatting to people and you're not actually playing the game um and then i think there was a little bit of me occasionally leaving it on when i went to like make dinner or something so mm. i would say it's probably maybe between 9 and 11 hours i would say is what you'd normally take it i, I don't think most people would take 15 hours it's not because i was slow i promise <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it probably would be because I would I'd be you know slow at the puzzles. If that, <laughs> there are some like hard Thomas... ones in there, I would say they're not all easy. Hmm. It's definitely going to give you a bit. Of, I did. I'll admit, I did have to look at a walkthrough once or twice uh, for one of the particularly hard ones. Ah, okay. Well, as Thomas mentioned, you mentioned before about overtaking puzzles. I always do that as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, but no, it it looks really good. I, I love the the graphic style. I love the art style of the game, and I. The voice acting we know is good if it's from Alistair and Sally Beaumont. And um, and the story seems fascinating, again, because kind of like what we are searching for now with, say, historical times, with Vikings and whatever that we don't really know, or the Dark Ages, uh, there would be similar Yeah, it's just, there's just be... <laughs> loads of funny little bits. And it's de- some details that you wouldn't, you don't necessarily, uh, you know, have to engage in. But it'll be like, for example, they've got all these 
pictures of plugs and they're like, we found these everywhere, but we don't understand what they were used for. And it's just things like that, really. But uh, a lot of funnier things that I can't remember. But yeah, just really, it's a great idea, I think. And they play it to really good effect. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I mentioned you had the interview with um, with the developers. Uh, now that we will also upload that for our uh, Patreon subscribers when Laura sends the re- interview to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll send it tonight. <laughs> uh, I know. T- take your time, but uh, no, I talked to them uh, at Adventure X at the time, and they were they were very uh, very cool people, very uh, modest. Uh, yes. <laughs> they were a bit overwhelmed by all the. Uh, uh, attention that their game got and I must say it was uh, apparently well deserved. This is one I, I need to play as well because I, I found a whole concept yeah, I think intriguing. Yeah, they found a publisher at Adventure X, I yes. believe. So that's, yeah, so I should say, I, believe. Uh, I don't know if they, they, they probably did find them uh, at Adventure X, that would make sense, but they are Pirata or Pirita, Pirita Studio. Um, and obviously the, the publisher was Application Systems Heidelberg, so a really good a really good get for them to get them. Uh, they published uh, Francisco Gonzalez's games. They published The Longing and plenty of other games and Alistair Becker King's games as well, Nelly Kutalot and yeah. plenty of others as well. <laughs> okay, so yeah. that so far is your favorite game of the year. Now, I know it's still early in the year. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's a good sign that it's uh, it's a game that has uh, it seems to have uh, lived up to expectations and then some. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I... So yes, so that is Mutropolis, and again, we will be including the link in the show notes. Okay, so thank you, Laura. And now the final game we'll be reviewing. Back to Thomas. What a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I just, I just had a. No, no, apologize. I, it's I, great that you have some game to talk about. <laughs> yeah, uh, the next one, the last one I played, is also the longest one I played. It's called Angel Wings. And it's a visual novel slash dating sim, which is also something I usually do not play. So you, you um, just, this was a phase that you were going through this past week of visual novel dating sims, right? That you don't usually play yeah, them. Well, but it, may, it might have something to do with all my, all, all, all kind of developments in my own personal life that I somehow <laughs> lev- gravitated towards these kind of games. But, um, this one, uh, as I said, Angel Wings, it's also free on Steam. <laughs> So get another get expensive of, game that you played. Value for, your, for your money here. <laughs> here you start with, you kind of wake up, and the only thing you know is you answer the phone. You found the phone, you answered it, and then everything went black. So you wake up in a in a completely un, unfamiliar house with uh, where uh, several people live, several girls live that you've never seen before in a city that you've never been. You're trying to find out uh, what is. Uh, what is going on and what you need to do. And the landlady has uh, arranged uh, both a job and an internship for you. Mm. So you start out, you already have a job that you've never been to before. You have an internship that you've never been to before. And uh, But actually, what happened exactly is not the whole issue. The, the, this whole issue, uh, the whole, whole game revolves around whether or not... Well, you can actually... Indicate what you want, what you want it to be about at the start of the game. I chose finding love. So I think that affects the way, um, the way I, the choices I made and the way the game was played. Um, there were other choice, there were other, other things you could choose at the beginning, but I chose to find love. And so, um, I, I went full on dating sim here and I really liked it. 
I was a bit surprised by that. The the artwork is fantastic. This is this is beautiful. Um, and it's again as with visual novels slash dating sims, everything is in the dialogue choices and the the, the writing. So uh, I eventually uh, quit my job as a uh, as a barista and became a uh, professional basketball player in a mixed oh. basketball league. Did not see <laughs> that mean, one coming. I mean, okay. you look like a <laughs> basketball <laughs> player. You. <laughs> Yeah. It's a mixed a mixed league as well, so it's it's boys and wow. girls in one league together. I, I, I think you and me, Thomas, would be perfect basketball players. I, I think. think so. <laughs> yes. I, well, my my uh, my people, the Dutch people, are known for their height. Unfortunately, I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was actually really good, and I was very surprised by that because I I I did not ex- again did not expect anything. It, I played it for. Um, Five and a half hours. I I played one entire playthrough. I ended up with uh, in a relationship with a coworker. Oh, and it was it was really nice. It was it was fun. It it, it had some uh, some. It was it had some self awareness in the way that in, in the writing in a way that like the that sometimes the uh, the main character acknowledges how ridiculous everything was, and I kind of liked that the way that way. The way that was written, I mean, you can do that and then totally miss uh, miss the shot. But the way they did it here was very good, and it actually makes me think like I should do another playthrough and see if I can go in a completely different way with di- with different because there were two girls that I never even met. And I'm like, okay, uh, and I think you can also um, choose if you're a male or female in the beginning. I I, I chose male because I. I always choose choose male. I don't know really, not very good at playing uh, females, but I just really liked the way it was written, and um, it actually made me yeah made me want to find out how everything went and what was going on with that job and that internship and and uh, we made the playoffs in the basketball league and I'm like yay <laughs> congratulations <laughs> yeah yeah I was I was very surprised by how much fun I had playing this uh, so. Yeah, that's that's. Do you get to discover why you you've woken up in this mysterious no. place? You don't. No. Okay. <laughs> but I never did. <laughs> but you're just like, oh well, I'm going to date these people. <laughs> and, um, no, I was like, you know, whatever life this character had before, it's probably not as good as the life I have now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. professional basketball player. Fair play. I, I like I chose to go to basketball tr- practice with one girl, but then the next day, uh, uh, I got the message that the other girl that I didn't go do something, she left the house because she was disappointed, so she moved out, and I was actually a bit disappointed by that because I had a, a, a that was someone that I in the game I talked I talked with a lot, uh, so I, I found it very uh, fascinating how uh, and and surprising how emotionally invested I got in this long game. I was a bit emotionally invested in most of the uh, actual games I played. So, um, but this one, yeah, this was five hours of... Uh, cool. Yeah, of that. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever played a visual novel for five hours. Thank you. So that is uh, Angel Wings. It is available for free on Steam. And if you want to, uh, like Thomas, date these beautiful women and become a professional basketball player... <laughs> You can, <laughs> you can do so 
or say a barista, uh, if that's uh, what you really want. So that is a fair one. See, it is Angel Wings. Uh, thank you, Thomas. Uh, is is that it then? Is that all the games that we've played uh, for this week? <laughs> Just about. Yes, Thomas. So, yeah. You have any more uh, visual <laughs> novels, Thomas? Dating Sims? Well, that you... <laughs> more to come. It sounds like. No, 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 no. But but I I did I did start up uh, uh, an isometric RPG uh, that I uh, played early access for. That is now uh, is out of early access, and I decided to revisit it, and it 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 changed a lot for the better. So that 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 would be encased. Uh, because I, I feel like I'm going to be playing a lot of different games, but that's a game that I can just play for a couple of hours and then play other things and go back because that's a, that's a big game. Uh, because now I can play beyond, uh, what was available for the early access. And that was, uh, I really liked it back then. It, I, I think I'm going to like it even more now that they upgraded that. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for, thank you very much. Thank you for that. Uh, I think that's all we have time for this week. Uh, just to mention again, we are on Patreon. If people want to help support us, uh, you can if you so wish. Uh, thank you to all the current Patreon uh, uh, subscribers. Uh, and um, we, uh, so you can get some extras as well. There are some spoiler special interviews as well. There will be some, some extra interviews. The, the main interviews will, that we'll be doing will still be for free, but some that, for example, Laura did with the developers of Metropolis, that will be there. And uh, we'll see what other extras that we have uh, that we can give as well uh, to the Patreon subscribers as well. Also wanted to... Uh, let people know as well that we are now making it easier for developers uh, to, if you want an interview on this podcast, uh, you can now go to, uh, you can request an interview. It's on the main uh, website, venturegamespodcast.com, and then click on request an interview. You can fill out very short form, and uh, you can request an interview. If you want us to review one of your game, adventure games, you can request uh, we do so as well. We can't guarantee we will be able to get to all the games because uh, this is uh, we do this as hobbies, but we'll do our very best. We'll try and prioritize games that people want us to review as well. We'll do our very best. And um, also, before we finish, I just wanted to read out a comment that Kieran uh, Kieran made about Indiana Jones and Fate of Atlantis. As people might know. Last time I said I wasn't necessarily a huge fan of Fate of Atlantis. If you want to know why, you can check out our previous review episode that I did go into some detail about why I wasn't a huge fan of that game, which I know I'm probably the only one who thinks like that and a certain other person on Reddit, which is not me. Uh, but Kieran, I asked him specifically to say why he liked it because he said, in his opinion, it was a classic. And this is what he said on our Discord channel. He said, I love the wealth of different locations that I actually wanted to explore and the mechanic of the three different paths meant I could go back and enjoy exploring them a different way each time. Writing was really good and it's also one of the few early adventures which managed to keep puzzles reasonably fair. Uh, you mentioned the maze, which I also disliked. Why did so many uh, games like, like this idea? But also you disliked the Air Balloon minigame. He said he found it quietly contemplative and actually quite enjoyed it as a result. Most games he plays and enjoys but have a ha has a habit of just pushing them through to the end. But he really appreciates when a game subtly forces you to do something more slowly so long as it's earned it. And for him, Fate of Atlantis really did earn this. Fair enough. Thank you very much, Kieran. So that is a different opinion as to why he really, really enjoyed Fate of Atlantis. So other opinions are available. 
And uh, so thank you, Kieran, as well for your comment as well. If anybody else wants to mention their opinion on anything on Fate of Atlantis or anything as well, uh, please let us mm-hmm. know. Yeah, before we finish up, uh, I uh, have a, a short question for the both of you, because uh, okay. we're recording this on February 27th, so the, the new adventure game year is two months old. And what is your impression so far? That's good. I have not played all the adventure games yet. I still want to play Metropolis and Encodia because it seems like those two are two biggest games released now. I have played uh, one adventure game, Early Access game, which I cannot talk about yet because it's not released yet. I love that game. So yeah, so far it's been really good. The games that I've played, I have played shorter games so far, um, I think, but I've really enjoyed them all, like A Painter's Tale, Kiran. So yeah, I think that... Uh, the, the year is looking good so far. We've already had Metropolis cool. and Encodia, which I think could, could be up there in our favorite games of the year. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, March is going to be a very busy month in terms of uh, adventure games because uh, Inspector Waffles, there's uh, loads of... I think there's uh, an interesting one called Maquette out, coming out. I think there's about six games out next month that I really want to play. Um, and a couple of them are adventure game uh, sort of esque um, the genres. So I think next month's going to be busier. But so far, like you said, there's already been two really big ones that've been great, but loads of other little ones as well. Yeah, I have the, I have the same thing. I, I think we have a very, very promising, exciting start of the of the new adventure game year. So okay, I think that's uh, that's it then for this. I was going to say this year, but no, this week, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, as I said, if people want us to get a uh, touch, they can. And uh, a number of different ways that I mentioned, you can check it on the website. And thank you to everyone for listening. And uh, we will, well, I'll be back with the developer next week, and the three of us will be back in two weeks. So take care, everyone.